TV news briefly for Thursday 22nd of September. Everything EV in less than five minutes. If you haven't time for the full show, Mitsubishi is bringing the new generation of the ASX, the plug-in hybrid, otherwise known as the RVR or the Outlander, depending on where you are listening around the world. It's based on the Nissan uh, Renault platform, and it is going to be made by Renault, but it'll be sold as a Mitsubishi, entering markets from March 2023. 10.5 kilowatt-hour battery in that plug-in hybrid. Now, the Nicola Badger, didn't talk about it too much at the time because I think it didn't smell right about it, uh, but back in February 2020, they unveiled the Nicola Badger and then quickly stopped talking about it after that uh, doomed deal with General Motors. But it turns out, after testimony in the criminal fraud investigation into um, Trevor Milton, that one of the engineers working on the project said it was cobbled together from bits of Ford F-150s, which I thought would make you smile. Oh my goodness, they were nowhere near, were they? Uh, right, Land Rover have confirmed that they will not only keep open, but also retool the Halewood factory, that's the northwest of the UK, to build EVs on their new EMA architecture. That'll be Range Rovers and Land Rovers. About 4,000 people work there. They'll be delighted that the plant is staying open. Been open since 1963 when it was a Ford plant. Now, Top Gear got their hands on the Aerial Hypercar. That is Aerial, makers of the Atom and the Nomad. Their first electric efforts, and it's got a 56-kilowatt-hour battery, but also a whopping 1,200 horsepower in a tiny light package. They still want to get the weight down on it, uh, but they say that the range extender, which is like a jet engine type thing in the range extender, uh, can keep you powered for most of the day if you are doing track runs. Now, Mercedes have unveiled the AMG plug-in C63. Seems to me like it's mostly a petrol car with a bit of a battery and a plug socket. But either way, 400-volt architecture taken from the Formula One technology. So whilst the battery can drive the car all the way up to 125 kilometres an hour, it'll only do it for 13 kilometres. It's a diddler. Six-kilowatt-hour battery. It's really there on the rear axle. And when you stomp on the accelerator or when you need to do some extra torque balancing, uh, the electric motor on the rear axle can step in, but they have connected it to the front uh, with a prop shaft, and so it can do sort of variable all-wheel drive to get to the drive shafts at the front of the vehicle. The combustion engine seems like it takes up most of the heavy lifting, but that electrical power there is, I think, like the last maybe 5% punch rather than being a serious electric vehicle. But what do you think? That's what it seems like to me that Mercedes have done uh, with this. And Ford next, giving us more details of the Ford Transit Custom. It's fully electric, and it'll uh, go about 236 miles, or almost 400 kilometers. That's 74 kilowatt-hour battery on that. Uh, They've been talking about the Pro Power on board. That's 2.3 kilowatts of juice you can plug in, operate your worksite, your tools, campsite, stuff like that, Um, and some other Ford Pro stuff to make commercial lives easier. Xpeng in China are officially launching the G9. That is their flagship and large SUV. 800-volt new platform on that, which means it'll charge at 430 volts, which is nothing like we've ever seen, certainly in Western markets. Uh, It just trounces everything else. It's got a 4C rate, if that means anything to you, on charge-discharge. Now, Pendragon are a UK dealer, a British dealer, actually, and they 
are in advanced discussions to bring BYDs to this country. We'll see where that goes. Spark Charger next, and they make modular mobile charging. These things are pretty big and heavy, so you wouldn't necessarily have it in your boot, but maybe a recovery van would, and they've released their V3 chargers. Mobile chargers, which, which will dispense DC up to 125 kilowatts. And California saying that 2035 is the sweet spot to ban combustion cars because it gives industry and consumers enough time to get used to banning fossils, uh, but also does it quick enough. And that, my friends, is briefly. ta